0: Good
1: day, and welcome to the Cincy Slangin' Bearcat Podcast. I'm Coomer, joined as always, I, Hummer. Hummer, what's up, buddy?
0: <laughs> Egg Xavier takes another devastating L at home. They're going to have a four-game losing streak beginning Saturday, December 9th. Bearcats are going to roll in the Centos. They're going to bring their dirty laundry, and they're going to wipe it all over the court. It is a great day to be a Cincinnati Bearcat basketball fan.
1: Indeed, it is. Indeed, it is. I love rooting for the Bearcats. I don't love it as much, but I also love rooting against the Xavier Musketeers, and boy, has that been fun recently. But we've got a unique guest on the podcast this week, uh, someone who's wearing colors that have never been, never been worn on this podcast before. It's quite upsetting and distressing, and I apologize to our viewers who are who are checking this out on YouTube. But we've got Xavier Superfan Bob Schner on the podcast, who I imagine has some regrets about agreeing to appear on this podcast tonight of all nights.
2: I live with no regrets. (laughs) If this is the worst thing I've ever done, I'm in good shape.
1: Mr. Bob Schnurr is joining the Cincy Slang and Bearcat Basketball Podcast. How are you doing tonight, sir? How are you? You know, just go ahead and give us the raw emotion. If you need to just let it out, do some crying. We'll go ahead and be a virtual shoulder for you to cry on here tonight.
2: Well, I started my day off, and I'm not trying to be gross here, but I had a colonoscopy this morning. (laughs) <laughs> Which was better than tonight? Oh. Much better than much better than the game. Much better. Uh, this might be the. How can I put it? The soft, and I think Sean Miller would agree with me. This might be the softest edition of Xavier basketball I've seen in a while. They uh, don't going. rebound. Yep. They don't defend.
1: Flat. Yep.
2: Even better. I'm sorry. Nope, <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Now, uh, case in point, they lose to Oakland, give up 38 points in the paint. They lose tonight to Delaware, and they gave up close. To, I think it was 40 points in the paint. So I know UC is going to shoot some threes, but my advice to, to West Miller would be just drive the basketball because they don't guard anybody.
1: Yeah. And it's and trusting, I think that's I, hard
2: to say, but the truth is what the truth is.
1: It's not what I'm accustomed to. It's not what I'm accustomed to. And and look, I take lots of pride in not watching your team play. Uh, I'll be honest. I I do not take time out of my day to watch Xavier, but I do follow box scores. I do follow game casts, and I'll occasionally check out a game. Second half of the Oakland game was a perfect example. It's jarring to see year over year how much softer Xavier appears to be on the interior than they've been in years past. I I even look at this Delaware box score, and Xavier shoots 50% from the field. They shoot fifty percent from three, eight of sixteen, I believe. And those two things alone, you look at it and say, "How do you lose at home?" Well, fast forward, they've got seventeen turnovers, and they're Delaware also not taking 20, care of the ball.
2: Delaware had twenty-six points off seventeen
1: turnovers. You mm. Can't do that. Mm. So where where are you then? Like, actually, let me pause. I want I want some Xavier fandom bona fides for the listeners out there. Nobody's. Nobody's going to be familiar with you on a on a Cincinnati Bearcat podcast. Give me a little bit of background about where your Xavier fan fandom originated, um, and and why you why you hate yourself so much. Like why are you punishing yourself in Cincinnati, Ohio, being a Xavier fan rather than a Cincinnati Bearcat fan?
2: Well, because up until this year, I am rooting for the better of the two programs. This year, I'll give you guys your due. But number one, I grew up. You familiar with Norwood? I grew up in Norwood. I yep. could walk. We used to sneak into Zager football games. There was a hole in the fence on the backside of Cochrane Field. and We would all sneak in. So I've been going to Zager football games since I was 8, nine, ten years old. Wow. My dad, my only real positive memories of my dad was at Schmidt Fieldhouse. He would stand at the top of the fieldhouse, take me to the games. And this is when you could smoke cigarettes in a gym. And it was like a cloud a haze of smoke. And I just became a Xavier fan over the years. Um, it's who he rooted for. It's kind of who, you know, he brought me with him, and that's how I did it. And then for years, if you remember on the radio, I don't call anymore because it's too hard to get on. I was Xavier Bob on the radio. I was about the only fan that ever called in.
1: Xavier um, Bob? You're, you're a, a Xavier fan on the radio? When's the last years, time you called in?
2: I bet you eight years, eight, ten years ago.
1: Probably You might different. just start calling in again after this four-game losing streak.
2: A lot probably lot You can't get on anymore. I used to be able to get on in 10 or 15 minutes. Now you're waiting for a half hour, 40 minutes, 45 minutes. I'm old, man. I don't have time to do that. <laughs> um, but actually, I was a uh, – the years that – you guys are too young to remember this. When Steve Collier and Bob Miller, you know I'm talking about? And yep. uh, all the kids from Columbus, number 14. I rooted for UC then because Xavier was everybody's own coming. I mean, we were losing to Thomas Moore losing in Northern Kentucky and you guys were in a tournament with Ed Badger who had the best sport coats in America. You, you'd have to look that up, but he had great sport coats. And, uh, I rooted for UC then, but then as a, two, as the two programs got pretty close, um, that's when my went with, went with my Xavier allegiance. So.
1: That's a pretty good origin story, Bob. The, when you're, when you're ca- calling out deep cuts of Xavier football fandom, I, I do have to, uh, Tip my cap to that, though I am surprised they made you, like, you had to sneak into those games. You couldn't just waltz in. They weren't encouraging you no matter what age to just waltz no, on in. They get, needed people actually,
2: to... The homestands were always halfway pretty full. Wow. I'll tell you what I saw play the same, And you guys are too young to remember this, too. They played Youngstown State one year and got beat 48 to nothing. Youngstown State had this quarterback threw the ball all over the yard. You remember Roger Worstie from the Eagles? Yeah. Jaworski? It was Ron Jaworski playing for Youngstown, Youngstown State. Man, he was jaws,
1: amazing.
2: unbelievable. So
1: wow, now, lit you up much,
2: You give me too much crap about XU. I'm going to bring up Scott Satterfield. So, <laughs> all right, this is
1: look, this is a this is a basketball touché, episode.
2: Touche, right? This is
1: a this touche indeed, touche <laughs> indeed. And frankly, it's it's only this opening seven game stretch from the Bearcats here that has us on cloud nine with the basketball program. It's been a rough. A rough stretch here for us as well we're just starting to seemingly get our sea legs in the west miller era now we haven't played anybody unless you count georgia tech which was a a blowout has beat a couple good teams uic you know ranks comparably to a team like delaware but otherwise xavier is is for all intents and purposes the first real test for the bearcats on saturday and we know how hard it is, and, and, and it's been for the Bearcats going to Sintas. Are you, where's your frame of mind now? Because my frame of mind heading into the game is I just can't wait to deliver the kill shot to the Xavier basketball program. NIL is already presenting its own, own difficulties. And I'm seeing Sean Miller sputter here in year two. And I just see a tremendous opportunity for the Cincinnati Bearcats to walk into Sintas, get an incredible victory that sends the Xavier fan base into an absolute tizzy. Uh, I'm not sure how they will mentally recover from what the Bearcats have an opportunity to do on Saturday. Where are you at with this game
2: right now with this game? I don't think it's going to send the fan base into a tizzy because I think the fan base knows where we're at right now, right now, if you ask me, you know, put my hand on the Bible and, Tell the truth. Right now, you guys are a better basketball team than us. Does that mean you're going to win the game? You never know. It's college basketball. You never
1: know. I wish that's what it meant, but that's not what it means.
2: But right now, you're playing better basketball than us on on both ends of the floor. You know, and I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything. You know, beginning of the season, I thought, oh, we we win this one. We'll be okay.
1: But right now, I'm not in that mindset.
2: I'm just hoping they come out with some fight and play hard. You know, the effort against Houston and the effort against Purdue was fine. But the effort against Oakland and the effort against Delaware wasn't that simple.
1: It does seem to be a sign that the, that the Musketeers are, are getting up for the good opponents. I, I cannot remember a time when Xavier didn't get up for the Bearcats, so I doubt no. effort's going to be an issue. But if you fundamentally can't protect the rim, and the Bearcats, unlike years past, are bringing a very, very large lineup to Sintas. This weekend where Victor Locken is finishing in the post, stretching it out to three. Aziz Bendego is making uh, waves in terms of his presence in the interior as well. Are you, uh, what are you most concerned about when with the Bearcats coming over to Norwood? Have you been able to watch the team? Have you been able to watch the Bearcats I've, I've at all?
2: A bit. I've watched a bit. Okay. Uh, what I'm concerned about is def- our defense because people are just owning the paint on us. And with Victor Lock and and Bandago, you should head your way unless they miss a ton of layups. But again, that's just things that happen. But even if they miss a ton of layups, we're not we're not rebounding the ball very well either. So
0: Hummer, you can ask yeah. me questions or yell at me. Come
1: on, me Hummer. Something. Jump in here, Hum. They
0: anti I Bob's friendly,
1: he won't bite.
0: Oh, I'm just over here doing something really special. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. Uh I, I'm, 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 I'm debating whether i should publish publish the updated the updates to the uh to the xavier men's wikipedia page <laughs> Jeez. Sure, go ahead. hummer's a, a wikipedia editor editor are
1: you That's wonderful oh, uh in his d- spare time Hummer, i mean where are you at mentally hum with the game with xavier um, on the skid cincinnati it, peaking coming off this uh Look, we haven't played anybody. That's the hardest thing with the Bearcats. I'm super excited. I love the makeup of the team. I love the roster and how they play. I love everything about it, but there's just been no measuring sticks outside of Georgia Tech.
0: That's kind of like it's, well, first off, I'm confident in this team because even when we're playing like last year, we would play these bad teams or the, you know, the not as tough competition and we would drop a couple of these games. We would, we would lose them. We would be too close. And now, you know, we're, we're just, we're dominating every team that we're playing and we're winning and we're playing a style of basketball that it's repeatable. We're seeing them do it again and again. And they're doing the things that last year we just begged them to do rebound playing defense. But now we also have shot, shot makers, all everybody can shoot a three. We saw Odio Ogwama, you know, putting up a, putting up a three for some reason we don't need any more of those (laughs) but we did see we did see it happen i don't need any more Yeah, i don't need to see that again but we have but we we do have guys that can shoot shoot it so but at the same time you know you just know the musketeers are going to be hyped they always somehow some way xavier always shows up for this game so it's it's like anything can happen saturday but this is one i just that one of those years where this team is just so good you just want it. You want it so bad.
2: Well, a good friend of mine, Javier fan said, this is the first time that I, again, I'm not trying to disparage UC. This is the first time you see fans. I think can feel real comfortable about going into the CentOS center and anticipating a win. I think I, yeah. Think-
1: and and yeah. you know, I, <laughs> I, I don't even know that we're necessarily comfortable. I think it would be silly to say we're comfortable going into CentOS, but I, my mindset is, look, if we think Wes Miller is the guy who's going to restore Cincinnati Bearcat basketball to its right, rightful place in the national conversation, if we're going to get back to tournament basketball, if we're going to be a team that can make a run in March, we can't tuck our tail between our legs as we head to our biggest rival and be afraid of, of beating a team that, frankly, we're better than. We're better than Xavier this year. I'm looking at the rosters, looking at how they're playing. There's no reason for Wes Miller and this team to not be able to go get this, this otherwise elusive victory at Cintas. And so rather than, you know, I think the natural instinct of a lot of Bearcat fans is to say, Oh no, they lost to Delaware. Now they're, now they're really going to lock in and really focus. And it makes it that much worse. If we lose, it's like, that's such a loser's mentality. That's, that's Bearcat teams of old. That's, you know, the, the restoration job. Uh, post Mick Cronin that we're talking about. This is a team that's put together that is built to win big games. West Miller only had two regular season wins last year against top 100 Ken Palm teams. This is the I first mean, game of this like this season. And this team is playing better as a team. It doesn't have an individual score like Landers Nolly or or David DeJulius, but the team construction makes so much more sense this year. They're shooting with CJ Frederick. Victor Lockins making threes. John Newman, the defender, is back where you can put the, him on some of the best wing scores for Xavier. Everything makes more sense. And it's set up for Cincinnati to, to go to Norwood and finally get a victory at Cintas. And, and it's time for us to, to act like it. So, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I'm headed in there confident. We should be confident, but we can't overlook it because that would be naive to history. You,
2: you got tickets?
1: No. You going? I'm not.
2: Nah.
1: I don't go if to have the Lions, If I had yeah. an extra, I'd give it to you. <laughs> All right, thank you, Bob. Yeah. Just keep me posted. Unfortunately,
2: you can... unfortunately my son's going on to me. Um...
1: How's uh? Well, that's the the origin story of how this came to be. Was Bob and I were? I guess I was more just kind of venting to you on a on a cold morning on a <laughs> soccer field. This was in the Ball midst of. I mean, this was a couple years ago. This might have still been. Ago, this yeah. was either year one, West Miller. This might have been the last year, John Brandon. I can't remember, but the I think it was the year basketball. One Year one Miller. Basketball team's definitely in turmoil at that point. We're just kind of cobbling together a roster. Football was peaking. Football was in a great spot. We're not talking about football tonight, but that's a little different now. But a lot of things have changed since we, when, since I floated this idea to you to finally do a, do a little Xavier preview, which we don't typically do. You are the first Xavier fan on here in history, so that is a, a tip of the cap to you, Bob. We typically don't like your, your kind in, in these parts, but What's your uh, what's your official prediction, Bob? What do you who, what do you expect to happen? What what do you think is going to go down?
2: As much as it hurts me to say this, I think you guys will win somewhere between eight to thirteen, and it could get worse. <clears throat>
0: wow.
2: And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to blow smoke. The whole deal, you know me. I'm, I'm I'm usually pretty honest about these things, but I just don't like what I see this year. There's no. We're asking Des Claude. Who's a good player, but he was the 6th, 7th man last year, got about 10 minutes a game. We're asking him to be the alpha dog. You know, it really makes a difference with no Fremantle and no Jerome Hunter. And we lost those guys late, so we had to go get a couple replacements from the portal or Europe, and the Europeans right now have no clue. I mean, they're they're skilled, but they have no clue. Remember Victor, his first two years?
1: Well, I've always been a Victor fan. I do know. Yeah, there was moments – He's yeah. playing like a chicken with his head cut off at times. Right. So everything was no going too fast. What
2: American basketball is like. Right. Look at him now. He's a completely different player.
0: Completely different so. player. I will, I will ease your fears about Saturday in one, in one regard. Have you heard of the Coomer jinx? No. <laughs> okay, so this is a real I'm... thing. It is his, this is real. <laughs> the minute Coomer says anything remotely positive – in a meaningful fashion, you can't, it can't be, it has to be come from the heart. You can't fake it. You can't, fake, can't this. fake it. The team immediately does the opposite of what Coomer said. Like, yeah, it's that just is it's, concerning. It's like 99.9% accurate. It's a, a bit concerning. Man.
1: I should be alarmed with my, I guess, confidence slash uh, just eagerness to play this game on Saturday, which I wouldn't have said the past couple of years. I, I thought the, Bear, the Bearcats went from easy to defend last year to more difficult this year. There are just so many more different ways to attack. You can't really just key in on one guy. And the way we rebound the ball is incredible. Daniel Skillings, the rebounding tenacity from Daniel Skillings, he's honestly becoming like a wing Danny Fortson. It's an it's, amazing it, rebounding rate.
2: And I think you guys are better defensively. With Newman on mm-hmm. the floor and Jizzle on the floor and Day on the floor, you're better defensively than you were. Absolutely. You're going to be, absolutely. it's it's harder to score on you too, which is, which is actually, it's a big difference. People don't realize that, you know, again, I'm watching tonight, Delaware, just getting the ball in the, in the paint and making layup after layup. It's like you, you can't win a basketball game that way. You just can't. So let me ask you guys a question. Ask away. Every year, one team, UC, XU, somebody comes up out of nowhere and plays a good game. Who's your UC guy? Who's your XU guy?
1: Hmm. My UC yes. guy I you know, I don't know if anyone's necessarily an unknown per se. I think that West Miller will tighten up the lineup a little bit. So guys like Josh Reed, I don't expect to see him in the game. My my Xavier killer this year is CJ Frederick. I think CJ Frederick's going to bomb some threes and that's not an unknown guy by any means. I mean, he's got a pretty good reputation across the country. But I think that his three-point shooting is going to be a huge key in the game. And I think that um, once, if if the Bearcats are as deliberate about attacking the rim and the paint as they should be early in the game, that should lead to more C.J. Frederick opportunities as the end of the first half and second half progress. So if I'm going to be very specific, C.J. Frederick, three-point onslaught, second half. What See, about you, Amir?
0: Uh, I'm, I can't disagree with that, but I would say if you're talking quote unknown or who hasn't kind of had that game yet this year, I'm going with Seamus.
1: Mm, I, wow. like,
0: I, feel, I feel like this is a guy who hasn't had that game this year. And this is the one where he just, he, this is kind of like, I'm coming out of nowhere. Show you that I, I you know, I've played Xavier before. I know their I know their ticks and we're going to exploit them. Is he okay? Is it like, all right.
1: It sounds like it's a day-to-day injury. It's okay. soreness. So assuming he plays, that's a great pick. Because there well, is going to be a, a comfort level there.
2: He's a Xavier killer. He had 28 yeah. 26 against us when he played at Butler.
1: I went and to the uh, the Cincy Reigns tip-off event for, for for Cincinnati basketball, and Wes Miller was introducing each player for the Bearcats, and he brings CMOS on stage. And the first thing he does is talk about how many points he scored against Xavier last year. And, you know, if he drops a cool 45 on him this year, that'll be nice. So he was – I mean, he was really talking CMOS up from an offensive standpoint, and we haven't seen it in, a, in like, a, a full game well, yet. That's why that's probably a really good pick. Huh? I'm really like that pick. That's wild card.
2: And to be honest with you, if you look at CMOS, because I watch a lot of Big East basketball, in the other games, he's six, eight points. He played yeah. us and dropped 25. So just one of those things. He's Xavier that's
0: played. a nice pick. Oh Come that's on, just get me also, super excited. I, just, I want that one guy that's just – every year Xavier has the one guy you're just like, why do you still have to be on this team? Why why haven't you gone to the NBA? Why haven't you gone to the G League? Why haven't you? Tra- why are you a six year senior? Like just just leave already. Uh, so I'm glad we to see that you guys have someone that that, annoys that Xavier basketball.
1: I here's who here's who scares me from Xavier, and it's not necessarily that. founded. In fact, I think you might know where I'm going with this. Uh-huh. He had no impact tonight against Delaware. He played four minutes. Trey Green. Trey uh-huh. Green makes me nervous because the Bearcats were recruiting him at one point in time. He's he's allegedly a lights-out shooter. Now, it's been more missed than hit so far this season. We've got our highly re- regarded point guards in Day-Day Thomas and Jizzle James. I love Jizzle James. He's one of my favorite Bearcat freshmen in ages. I mean, he's, he's a tremendous player, great athlete, but he's a very different player than Trey Green. Trey Green's a guy who just scares me in the sense that he went over one tonight in four minutes. He's been off the mark and it feels like what better way to have a coming out party in front of your home fans than against your crosstown rivals who did at one point in time, try and get your services to Cincinnati. And I, that's the one guy that does scare me. That's a little bit. un It's a r- little bit irrational, but Trey green would be the guy for me.
2: I'll just say D Davis. I, that bring up bad memories for
1: you. <laughs> it does bring up bad <laughs> memories. There's <laughs> lots of guys that bring up bad memories. They're just, uh, it's just—it's so just they, not a lot of very likable program, Bob. You don't really have likable guys. Yeah. What?
2: Here we do. They're all good guys, man.
1: I don't know. There's just you know, a lot they of un... each,
2: They all hang out with each other all the time.
1: That's not true. Never. Yeah. I don't believe that Never for a mind. second. You do know we've got a bunch of they sweethearts.
2: Can't. They can't anymore because the building's condemned. For years, you see kids and Xavier kids, basketball players, would play at Schmidt all the time in the summer. But now the building's condemned, so we can't do that anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Set, where where do you guy. watch the game? Oh, you're gonna be at the game. You're going to the game. Yeah. My UC where guy. are your seats?
2: Um
1: there, right, right at Xavier's
2: bench in the corner nine rows up. So behind the bench, you, know, you said the Xavier bench? To the right of it. I'm I'm in the corner. Oh, okay. About Ooh, nine
1: nice. rows up. Good seats. Yeah. Good seats. Yeah, I
2: gotta buy diamonds for my wife to keep this. Can I get you to I can.
1: can I get you to scream bandago? you know in a loving way in person I, I, uh, at the game is Aziz bendego guys here at the game yeah just a like friendly you know hey Bandago, hey, Bandago! There's,
2: no, there's no monetary reason we can't make that happen <laughs> <laughs>
1: um uh, hey no, you know i, I need um, a, here's here's an inside some inside talk i need you to set ryan tomorrow straight on victor lockin he's still very skeptical on victor lockin and I told him that you were coming on the podcast and he was elated to hear that. Uh, but he's, I haven't quite gotten him to fully believe in Victor Lockin yet. He, I think he's, he's skeptical that it's going to translate to big 12 basketball.
2: Well, here's the thing with Victor Locken. He, the three years of he's, he's gotten a little better each year, in my opinion, a lot better. And he's put on weight. He's put on muscle. I remember his first year, he'd get an offensive rebound and go back up, and the ball just would go anywhere. Now he's right. laying him back in. He he can hold his, hold the zone in the paint. He can wall up. He can he can defend people. He couldn't do that two years ago. And Wes has done a good job with him. Yes, I think geez. he'll be fine. Now now, Big Twelve basketball is Big Twelve basketball. I. I you guys are going to get upset. You're going to go to Oklahoma State and get homer calls and all that, you know, in that league.
1: It's going to happen. You'll be
2: fine. You'll be fine. You know, um, it. it's not like, let's put it this way. You've competed with Houston the last few years. I just saw Houston play. Houston's very good. Everybody's picking them to be one, two, three in the Big 12. Right. You guys have competed with them. So if you can compete with them, you compete with the big, in the Big 12. It's very simple. You didn't ask he's me, not, my UC guy. You know I think it's going to be a difference in the game? And he's going Who's to become of his defense. I think Newman's going to be a difference maker.
1: Mm, I we like that. Couple, not not necessarily an offensive performance, but just a difference maker defensively.
2: Right. He's going to do all the little things that help you win a basketball game. We don't have a whole lot of scorers. So he's good enough to shut one of them down. That's going to right. make a difference. And he's going to get some offensive rebounds. He's going to do the dirty work. He's going to get 50-50 balls. A, a guy like we had years ago, if you remember, Justin Cage. That kind of player that just you don't yeah. notice him until the game's over and say, "Wow,
1: he did a whole." Yeah, and, in, admittedly, he was. You know, Wes Miller and his staff yeah. was really adamant last season that he, it made a massive difference to not have him in the lineup. You missed him, and I I knew we missed him, but I would say now I'm really seeing the impact. You know, you need a wing defender. I would say his addition makes a huge difference. It also makes a huge difference that we don't have a guy like Jeremiah Davenport in the lineup that was a extreme defensive liability. And I'm not trying to be overly harsh, but there's not an obvious weak link outside of maybe Dade Thomas. Like you see, really, you see teams try and take advantage of his size. But now with Bandago and Locken on the court at the same time, it's much more difficult to post up a point guard. So I, I do think we've got protections in place now for that. But yeah, the team defensively just doesn't have the same weak links that it did in years past. And I just think, uh, yeah, there's no reason to not think we're going to walk in there and, and get a victory this, this week. We need to, I feel like we need to do this. We, this is going to send West Miller, the West Miller era into hyperdrive. And if we don't get the victory, all we get to do is keep talking about not winning big games. And so I just, I need this
0: victory on Saturday badly. I need it worse than you do Bob. Wow. Here's what My, happens God. if we get to, here's what happens if we get to victory on Saturday. Stetson, right now, don't even know where Stetson University is. Not even going to bother looking it up. But I know that it costs $3 with fees to get a ticket off of StubHub to go watch the University of Cincinnati Faircats play Stetson. If we beat Xavier, that doubles the $6. Stetson's
2: <laughs> in Louisiana, by the way.
0: Uh, nice call.
1: All right. Well, Hummer, let me hear your f- official prediction before we let Bob go here. Let's all put it on the record. Bob says he, he's got Xavier losing by eight to thirteen points, potentially worse. I like the confidence,
0: Bob. Hey, truth hurts sometimes, boys.
1: <laughs> What's your prediction, Hum?
0: I, I think the Bearcats are are going to drop a minimum of seventy five points. Uh, I think they're going to hold Xavier into the sixty, the the, the mid to low sixties mark and we're going to we're going to walk out of there with a convincing victory. We're not going to be sweating with the with the last 5 or so minutes of the game.
1: Okay. I'm going to deviate from the your both of your confidence in the Cincinnati Bearcats winning convincingly. This is going to go down to the yes. wire. This is going to be a last minute of the game, pins and needles. Bearcat fans are going to start wondering, do we have a go-to guy in the final minute of a game? But we are going to pull it out. We're going to pull it out through defensive stops. Through key stretches, and we're going to prevail with a 79 to 77 victory. And the game winning bucket is going to be a Daniel Skillings offensive rebound put back. That's, that's my prediction for how the Bearcats win by two.
2: Now, I will say if it gets down to what you're saying, Zach, then the CentOS center does come into play. That might be the difference in the game at that point in time. But you never know.
1: You never know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Bob, it's it's been oh, a tremendous. It's been it. a, it's been a tremendous honor I, was, I didn't know you were a, a Xavier celebrity, so this is exciting. We had Xavier Bob on the podcast.
2: Can I tell you a quick story?
1: Please do. Please do.
2: My wife and I, God, this is probably 10, 12 years ago. First watch out in Kenwood, eating breakfast, talking. Guy sitting behind me's got his daughter and he's got a Xavier sweatshirt on or whatever. Daughter's about 12 or 13 years old. I hear her whisper to her dad,
1: is that Xavier Bob? (laughs) (laughs) I'm nobody, dude. Xavier Bob, I love it. Actually, you know what? I should have asked you a couple of questions, like just quick hitters. Who's your least favorite Cincinnati Bearcat of all time? Like, who's the guy you just couldn't stand?
2: The guy I couldn't stand probably um art long
1: art Ooh. long yeah. wow deep cut little little before my time where i can like yeah. i couldn't digest all of the uh that era i was too young but art long huh what about him
2: just the way he played i mean
0: Didn't he, he you punched a horse Sabres right had
2: guys that are punky <laughs> had a guy eddie johnson was punky art long was punky you know he got yeah. away with crap
1: so, do you have a do you have like a guilty pleasure bearcat? A guy who you know you don't like the team, you don't like the program, but it's like, you know what? I, I do respect and like that player.
2: Three of them for you. Okay. Anthony Buford, one of the, he came in when Huggins first year transferred down from Akron, single handedly beat Xavier at the Gardens. Danny Forkson, mm. he dropped yeah. 40 on Xavier at the, at the Gardens. I'll never forget, we only lost by 10. And somebody was saying, yeah, at Forks, I said, look, we could have played three more hours and we weren't going to win the game. It make a difference. <laughs> and the respect I had for Kenyon Martin, because when he came in as a freshman, he couldn't make a layup. By the time right. he graduated, through hard work, he was the best player in the country. So if you can't appreciate that, then why watch basketball?
1: Great names. I loved Anthony Buford's TV analysis as a kid. Uh, he was tremendous on TV uh, didn't really get to see him play as much. Love the, the Fortson call. Fortson is the guy, is like the lost Bearcat, where his productivity is unbelievable. He only played three years, and if he had played the fourth year, we would be talking about him in a completely different stratosphere. He's an all-time great. Just an all-time great Bearcat, and obviously yes. Kenyon. I mean, everyone knows what we've got there. Wait, um, wait,
2: wait. You got? There It is
1: The Fortson. <laughs> Put some respect <laughs> on his name.
2: Conversely, who's your most hated Musketeer? And some of you secretly might even like.
1: Oh, gosh, yeah, Hummer. You, you want to kick us off there? Who's the guy you can't stand? You can't That's hurt my feelings. I a,
0: Hummer I mean... you can't hurt my
2: feelings. I was a high school principal. I have no feelings.
0: <laughs> uh, Kenny Freeze is like the obvious choice, but honestly, and like just take it the other way. I always I respected David West. I hated him, but it respected him. Uh, tremendous like competitor there but i'm just trying to think why i can't think of the guy's name he just freaking rocked like he dropped 40 like twice on us just raining threes Blu- Blu- trayvon
2: blue yes i'm surprised oh. by dropped 40 to
0: it was like it came out of nowhere you're just like what are you does this guy gonna miss no it's just like he's single handedly winning the game
1: yeah he was I
0: like... Tra- Trayvon
1: didn't bother me, though. Like, that's not... A, I didn't find him to be, like, a hateable guy. Obviously, I despise the performances he put up against us, but it's sort of, like, knockdown Shooter, had a little... had a cup of coffee in the NBA. Uh, Freeze is probably the guy who comes first. Like, he was the instant reaction. Can't stand Kenny Freeze. I'm not sure what it is about him. Just the way he carried himself. It's not... It's certainly not... It's really not the incident itself. It's just everything else. I just did not enjoy... Playing against Kenny Freeze for the for the number of years we did, and then Makura. Mikura is the worst. I was just saying, I thought you oh, said Yeah,
2: I was worst. surprised you did.
1: not Yeah, Mikura is yeah. the worst. And then the first guy I remember, like the first Xavier player I remember hating somewhat irrationally was uh, Kevin Fry. And it's all about that the like I just remember the young a young that, kid watching the game, like yeah, running down the court, that, all that, that stuff. Really good, yeah. Just can't stand. it. There, there's a profile clearly that I can't stand from Xavier. And then I'm thinking back for guys who are like maybe just begrudgingly respected and, and didn't mind so much as Xavier players. Um Romain Sato comes to mind. I don't I don't know what it is. I like I liked r- the build of Remain Sato, the uh I'm a calf guy guy, great calves. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, overall, he's, I, he he's not a guy I didn't mind. Remain Sato, not is a this guy and he Said him. that
2: because Sean Miller does a podcast every week. I know you guys don't watch it, I get, but they asked him who his favorite danger player to coach was. Remain Sato,
1: how about that? That's yeah. weird, good, yeah. Good vibes from Remain Sato for sure.
2: Oh, he's a legend yeah. in Europe,
1: is he? He's like the yeah, he's really. got a Pete Michael career
2: going, uh, the, maybe, or, I guess now. it'd
1: be over now. How old would Remain Sato be?
2: Oh, he's done. Yeah, he's got like five kids. Um, Miller was saying he took Arizona to Barcelona for a trip a couple years ago, and they went up to Valencia, where uh, Soto played. And there's a big mural of him on the wall, about twenty by twenty feet. What? he's a legend over there, man. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah, he's forty two years old now. Pete Michael had a career like that in Spain. Incredible European people. career. Pete, Pete Michael. Michael. Yeah. That's a bear. Here's another like.
2: bear cat I love to hate. And not because he made the prediction. I just was not a Terry Nelson fan. (laughs) Just wasn't. It just, you know, one of those things. Just didn't didn't drive the Terry Nelson.
1: He's fantastic on radio. He's better on radio than he is on TV. He's really, really good on the radio. Just calls like a a great game. Pretty honest. Doesn't really hold back. Basically like a voice of the fan on the radio. Gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Xavier Bob. (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm proud of you, and I, I'm thankful that you decided to still join us after this devastating defeat tonight. You, you represented yourself and your program well, and I apologize in advance for what we, what we have to do to you on Saturday. It's going to be one up.
2: last question. That's yep. a good-looking lid you got on. What is it?
1: Uh, it's a minor league baseball team from Asheville, North Carolina. Blanket on, I think it might be like the Rattlesnakes or something. Or the, okay. I like I'm, the lid. I don't know. You're my wife on. bought me a few minor league hats for Christmas or my birthday. And I, 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 I like them. I enjoy them. They actually fit me. I've got a huge dome and this one fits.
2: <laughs> I'm not going to comment on your
1: dome. All right. Thank you, Bob.
2: Thank you guys. Nice <laughs> to meet you. Appreciate it, sir.
1: Dog. Yep. Well, thank I'll be, uh, I'll be texting you Saturday. Godspeed.
2: All right. Have a good one. Good night. See you, Bob. Go muskies.
0: <laughs> All right, Ryan, tomorrow I'm going to talk you off the ledge here. It's it's super simple. The reason why you're afraid to to embrace Victor Larkin is that you're traumatized by Chris Vote. <laughs> you're traumatized is. by Chris Vote. You're you know Chris Vote had that like you know stretch at the very beginning of his career at Cincinnati where he just thought he was going to be you know you know college basketball player of the year, and then he immediately did we ever played.
1: think that about Chris? Nobody ever thought that about
0: Chris yeah, Vote. I'm being it's hyperbole, Coomer. It's okay. hyperbole. Okay, we we thought he was going to be good. We thought he was going to be insane, incredible, like a guy that you could run the offense through, and he turned out to be just absolutely horrible. And nobody thought
1: shit. that except John Brandon. Nobody thought that Chris Vogt could be a guy you could run an offense through, except John Brandon. He had six games where I. Like Why are you making me end this wonderful podcast? By all I'm saying is about that era. you do
0: not need to worry. Ryan tomorrow, Victor Larkin is the real deal. Well, He's... the
1: thing about centers, this is this is why I was excited and bullish on Victor Locken, is that as centers grow and get older, they grow into their bodies more, they get stronger, the coordination slightly improves, but most importantly for Vic, the game is finally slowed down. He looks confident. His passing is finally being accentuated. Did you see some of the passes
0: against oh my God, FGCU? Great. Oh. hitting the back door, hitting the back door cutter, just, just for a layup. Beautiful. Yeah.
1: I I don't think we have to, we don't have to do much more hum. but I want to bring up one thing. And it's just the, the mindset of the Bearcat fan as we head into this game at Xavier, because I do think there's this natural reaction from our fan base to get very nervous about the games. We have to acknowledge the fact that the recent run of Crosstown shootouts is not to our favor and it's, it is not gone the way we would want it to go. And I think it has caused some PTSD amongst the fan base when it comes to thinking about Xavier, especially when playing at Cintas. There's no reason, as a Cincinnati Bearcat fan right now, to not puff your chest out a bit and put your money where your mouth is and believe in this team to walk into Sintos and their ability to go get a victory and, and send this team to eight and no. We are the better team. We're playing better basketball. And if Wes Miller is building what it very clearly seems, what he seems to be building. We got to start winning these kinds of games. And so I do think Wes is feeling pressure on the game. I imagine the players are to an extent, but I hope hopefully Wes is absorbing that and keeping the team loose. But the reality is he knows that we have to win this type of game. We didn't, we won two of them last year before the NIT. And they were against Central Florida. You got to be able to go get a a win on the road in a hostile environment, and let's see if Wes Miller from tip-off on can get this Bearcat team playing good basketball from the jump. That game last year was far closer than I expected when you saw what it was going into halftime. But you cannot start a game that way, and you cannot go down by 17 and expect to win a cross-down shootout on the road. So for us to win the game, the start has to be strong. The Bearcats have to be defending from from second one and on and then i do think bob made some great points about the bearcats we need to punish them inside we need to get Vic locken on the block we need to find a way to feed bandago and run some pick and rolls and find him um at the rim and then from there you build outward and you start finding cj frederick and if cmos is playing you get you hit cmos for some threes and then newman i mean it's it builds inside out against Xavier. When you look at how they've performed so far this year, their rebounding is not great, huh? Look at their Ken Palm stats. Their rebounding is not great. So I just so wanted to throw that out there. Your thoughts on the mentality of a Bearcat fan heading into this game.
0: I'll get to that. Cause I want to, I want just cause you brought it up. Like if I'm going off of, of Xavier, Bob's analysis of, of Xavier, this seems like a, a, as a situation where we are going to match up really well against them. That we, you know, if they're a poor rebounding team and and we're rebounding, like we're a rebounding machine right now. And we know so far this year, every time we out rebound an opponent, it's not good for them. And so if we, I think you're hundred percent, right. And I think, I think we're going to punch them inside. And then CJ and Siemens are just going to go, they're going to go ham on the perimeter. Like it's just going to be. It's it's almost setting up that this could be a bloodbath because of the miss that, that miss mismatch. And that's I, I don't dream. know. I'm... The
1: dream is to just run them off the court in their place, and just. Uh, I. That's where I think that I know Bob is downplaying it. Like the fans have perspective. No, they don't. No, they don't. With Sean yeah, I mean, Miller yeah. as your coach, that program's got expectations. There's yeah. no way, if the Bearcats walk in there and get a. Just beat them down.
0: Victory. 100%. Twitter's going to go nuts and gonna be, there's going to be sh- hashtag fire Sean Miller will oh. be trending and Xavierland. Oh, that's what I want. Give it to me. Um, here's where I think the fan base is. At least I think we're all, I think all the Bearcat fans. I'm not on Twitter, so I can't take the, the temperature of Twitter. I think we're all high right now on Bearcats. I think we are, we're, we're smoking the peyote and we're loving it. We're getting <laughs> great visions of success. We're getting zero bad trips we're just feeling really confident <laughs> about this squad we're loving that the type of basketball that we're seeing we're right. we're beating these bad these bad or, or you know opponents that aren't aren't quality but we've only had one real scare on our first road game which a team that is and i'm not going to say howard's good but they're they are projected to win their conference and they're projected to be an ncaa tournament team um but for the most part, we're doing what we need to do. We're crashing the boards. We're making shots. We're, we're moving the ball around on offense. We got guys are just, the team is gelling very early on. And it's setting up nicely for just, we're going to peak going into conference play. We're just going to, we're going to be a, such a well-oiled machine. So we want to see, we just want this victory so bad. We want to justify that this team is good. And whether we beat right. them by 20 or we beat them by two, it doesn't matter. It's going to justify our, our feelings that this is a good basketball team that we have.
1: The Cincinnati Bearcat fan base, we deserve a big win, right? The, you have, Wes Miller has come into the season, and I would say, from my expectations, the first seven games have exceeded my expectation. A, he gets credit for getting Bendego cleared. That was not something that was a shoe in and he was vocal and he was consistent and he was clear and concise in his messaging. And he got all of the necessary support to make that happen. I'm hoping Jamil gets cleared here eventually, too. You've got the the proper name in place. From that standpoint, Wes Miller, awesome. From development standpoint, we're seeing Dan Skillings take a major leap forward in year two. Is it perfect? No. But does he still have the same tenacity? Yes. And is he channeling it better? Yes. He's not down when he's missing shots. He rebounds. I mean, I mean, what I say he is a wing Danny Fortson, it is insane what he's doing on the boards
0: and if the finishing he, is
1: going to improve. That will get better. I'm
0: like I'm not trying to skip ahead of this year, but if he has the same type of jump from sophomore to junior year, we're talking, a whole different it's kind of like you're talking about Danny Fortson you get a fourth year with Danny Fortson you get that type of third year out of of Dan Skillings and we're having a whole different conversation about Dan Skillings we're we're actually worried about losing him to the draft
1: so you're seeing Dan and Vic take big steps forward in their play John Newman's playing better John but I know everyone it's not like he was playing like this two years ago John Newman's playing really really good basketball always been a glue guy always been a good defender He's picking his spots offensively. He's knocking down threes. John Newman's been super solid. And then the roster makes sense. He's put together a roster, and the way they're playing basketball simply makes sense. And so as a fan, you're right. We are just peaking. We just continue to peak again and again and again. And I'm ready to just fucking go to the stratosphere if we go into Cintas and get a win on on Saturday. Head to 8-0. And all of a sudden, we look at it and say, hey, Wes Miller's got his first big-time win since beating Illinois in year one. We need that. It's fair to ask for that. It's fair to want that and and demand it and say we need some big-time victories. Because if we're going to make the tournament, Hummer, big-time victories are going to be needed in conference play. Why with not start Kimmer, it now? Why
0: not start Kimmer, it right now with our crosstown rival? My, This is where I'm at at Headspace as, as a UC Bearcat fan. My expectations... Or where I think this team is going is that we're above just making the tournament. I I'm actually starting to view that this team is special. And I think this is gonna be a year, there's a special run that happens where the, these Bearcats are gonna be that dark horse Final Four team. They're gonna be the ones that pop in, they're gonna ruin people's lives. We look, Victor Lockin, we haven't said this in a long time, not that long, but since since Gary Clark, he's a problem. He's a problem teams have to figure out. You have to guard him on the perimeter, you have to guard him in the paint, you have to guard the man everywhere and he can pass like legitimately is developing every tool you would see in a professional basketball player.
1: The Bearcats team is a problem. The Bearcats yeah. team is a problem.
0: There's everywhere. Victor everywhere. If he's not
1: beating you inside. It might be outside. CJ Frederick is probably the best shooter in the country.
0: God, it's so, so pure.
1: CMOS. Like you said, you've got a guy coming off the bench with really good offensive potential who I don't think is tapped into it yet. And it's coming Daniel skillings. The fact that he's going to, he don't, you don't have to run an offense through him to, to get points and production from him. He's going to find ways to score, but he's also attacking the rim relentlessly. Let's also mention the fact that Aziz bandago sitting out there. What if Jamil Reynolds gets cleared? This team is a
0: problem. Hummer. We have two full rotations that we can just roll out of all five. Sub out five, five new fresh bodies sub in.
1: Are we going to talk about the fact that jizzle James improvement is happening rapidly and that the trajectory could be, this is the best point guard on the team by the end of the season. Are we talking, are we going to talk about that yet?
0: That's, that's very much in play. And I think we talked about this in earlier podcasts where we said, like, you know, you're looking at, I think it was at the end of last season before we knew who we were bringing in uh, recruit or, or transfer wise with what the recruiting was and we were talking about next year being the year. Like this right. year would be just a, a kind of a build-up yeah. year. Right. Next year being the year. Still looks like that could be in play. But this Aziz, year is Aziz's really clearance does change
1: it. that a bit. Reynolds, if we add Reynolds, that changes it a bit. But yeah. It's happening quickly, hum. But you gotta get victories like this one at Xavier. And so we just seem to have an attitude.
0: I, we seem to have like we finally. I, I hate this. I guess this is this is the true true it. This is it, this is my last point. For, for a long time, it feels like we have the it factor back. Like, baby, it's here. They're rocking the Jordans. They, they're coming out with an attitude that this is our court. You're going to play by our rules, and you're going to play the game the way we want you to play it. And we haven't had a team being able to assert dominance like that in every facet of the of, of the game in such a long time. And I think we're just – we're hungry for it. And I just – So far, I just love everything I'm seeing from this team.
1: Bendigo!
0: Has Coomer fired up? Go, Bearcats.